0: thankful to again be able to assemble to worship our God and to consider a message from his word that will not only stimulate us to love and good deeds but will encourage us to remain faithful to him uh, until the end for one day we will be able to go over yonder land and be with Jesus and just like the song of us just echoed won't it be wonderful there let's please go to God in prayer Heavenly Father we praise your holy divine name and thank you so very much for blessing us for keeping us for strengthening us. Thank you for your guidance Lord God and for your mercy. Thank you for your wonderful hallowed be name. We as we think about your hallowed name Lord God, we think about the strength and the power that exists within just your name and that even by your word you hold all things together. Help us never to forget Lord God. Uh, the greatness uh, of your majesty in our service. Help us to be servants to you, to serve you in love and dedication and commitment. Help us never to forget the great service that you showed toward us and that you sent your son. Uh, He lived on the earth for 33 years, and he died on our behalf. And we thank you for that, Lord God. And we just pray that you will help us to to honor you in all things and to serve you uh, with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. These things we ask and pray and thank you in that wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Be that will, Amen. First Corinthians chapter nine is where we're going first tonight. Um, I want to talk about four crowns. You know, the athletes. Um, you know, for for each athlete, the pinnacle of any sporting event is the crown, right? The gold, the gold medal, uh, the trophy, and the crown is extraordinary because only the best, the best receive them. I mean, you, you, you receive maybe a first, second, or third place crown, but even then it's, uh, the first, the gold is, 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 you know, what everyone longs after and longs for. And if you receive a bronze or a silver, at least you received a crown or some type of medal, uh, for all of your efforts that you have, um, uh, you know, worked towards and strived, uh, in your life to, uh, accomplish. It appeals to, our pride, it appeals to uh, our self-esteem. and The crown brings a tremendous amount of joy uh, to the heart because it's a crown. Not everyone has one, right? Not everyone receives one. But the crowns are temporary. They're just here for a little while. Uh, there's always that next event. There's always that next level then that one must uh, strive after. So you work harder in the gym, uh, or whoever it may be in the field, whatever it might be, to re- to receive that next level, that next event, that next crown that could come your way. The training is intense, the dedication, and the commitment is present, and the discipline is required. And the world loves sports. We love to watch the intensity, or even to participate in the intensity that that comes with this competitive spirit, right? One Soldier or one individual against another or one team against another and we vote for a team, one team or another. How does that fit into today's lesson, the four crowns? Well, brethren, we also are trying to receive a crown, four in particular. First Corinthians 9 and verse 24, the Bible says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. The first thing about the crown is that we have to run in such a way as to win. In other words, we need to compete against even ourselves to ensure that we receive this beautiful crown of God, the goal We want to win. We don't want to lose. We don't want to lose our soul. We want to gain our soul through the grace and mercy of God. I'm not saying we have to work our way into heaven, but you have to work in order to get to heaven. Amen? Hebrews chapter 12, there's this, this great cloud of witnesses who went on before us. In chapter 11, they were, they, they, it gives you the illustration of all the saints, the heroes of faith before us. And in chapter 12, we are then in an arena and they're cheering us on and they're saying that we can win, we can do it. Imagine yourself on a, on a field, if you will, um, and you're a track star and, and the, the heroes of faith are in the stands and they're all saying, run, <laughs> right? We're running from Satan, but we're running more so running toward God, right? Hebrews twelve and verse one, the Bible says, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look, when you're in track or when you're in any kind of event, you gotta wear the proper type of clothing, right? Everything else will slow you down or weigh you down. Well in Christ, you gotta get rid of the sin that so easily entangles you. You've got to get rid of the thing that's holding you back. Whatever that thing is that's holding you back from Christ in order to receive this crown, you got to let that go, right? So that you can focus your eyes or fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of faith. To do whatever it takes to gain Christ, here's something you have to do. This is what every athlete has to do. This is what every Christian must do. Be willing to sacrifice. You've got to sacrifice a lot, right? Sacrifice in your life in order to receive this crown of God. So 1 Corinthians chapter 9, the first crown that I want to talk to you about is the crown that's imperishable or the incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 24, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. And everyone who competes in the games, exercises self-control in all things, they then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So our crown from God is imperishable. It's not just imperishable. In some of your versions, it might read incorruptible, right? And so it always will be and it always is. Verse 26 says, therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim, I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I buffet my body and make it my slave, lest possibly, after I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. In other words, he's saying, you know, I've I run to win. And I don't run without aim, I run... I run according to the course, whatever the course is that's set before me. When I box, I'm not shadow boxing. I'm trying to hit the prize, right, or trying to hit the target. And so as we run this race for Jesus, we've got to do what it takes to get into heaven to be with God. You know, Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, went through an awful lot. He went through an awful lot. And when he talks about not beating the air and buffeting his body, he gives us this understanding through the, the written message in Second Corinthians 11 and verse 24, just as to what he went through. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes, verse 24. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I spent in the deep. I've been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I've been in labor and hardships through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is a daily pressure upon me of concern for all the churches he says you know even though i went through all that i never gave up believe me in chapter 3 i stayed on the course i continued to run the race i continued to strive as a good soldier because i wanted to win my crown i wanted to get to heaven to be with god and so you can never ever give up regardless of what you go through and a lot of us, I know, we have things that we can say. We have our story. I mention that a lot because it's so true. We have our story. I used to go to worship, but I stopped. because. We have our story, you know. And so when you think about your story, think, ask yourself, in my relationship with God, am I willing to suffer those things that are necessary for Christ? Am I willing to suffer for Jesus Christ? And, of course, I'm not making light of uh, you know, illness and things of that sort. but I'm just talking about when I make the choice or the decision not to come to worship God. Think about that for just a moment. Paul says, I never, ever gave up, ever. Philippians 3 and verse 14. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. To receive what kind of crown? An incorruptible crown, an imperishable crown crown. There's another one. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. There's another crown. The crown of righteousness. Paul says in verse 8, in the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day and not only to me but also to all who have loved his appearing. But to receive the crown Of righteousness like the imperishable crown or the incorruptible crown one must look forward to some things you look forward to the coming of Christ you look forward to the opportunity of serving Jesus we love his appearing we love how he lived his life in in addition to this verse 7 says I have fought the good fight of faith I have finished the course I've kept the faith you gotta keep fighting right you gotta keep fighting. And we fight, and we fight, and we fight to save our souls. And not just our souls, but also save the souls of, of humanity. Revelation please, chapter 12. This crown of righteousness is, is that, you know, that, that line of demarcation where you decide that God is your king. And you're not gonna give up or give in to anything or anyone. For Jesus is your all and everything. In Revelation 12 and verse 10, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them before our God day and night. And they overcame Him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even to death. They were willing To die, right? You finish the course. That is the end of the course. The end of our lives here on earth. The crown of righteousness. There's another crown. The crown of glory. Hebrews, please. Chapter 2 and the verse is 9. The crown of glory. Jesus Christ first received this crown of glory. For he had the glory before even the earth and the earth, the, the universe and all is, was. Verse nine says, but we do see him who has been made for a little while lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him who, for whom are all things and through whom are all things and bringing many sons to glory to perfect the author of their salvation through suffering, this crown of glory. Peter speaks of it. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 4. When Jesus Christ returns, we'll receive this imperishable crown of glory. And there's this overwhelming joy in the child of God. 1 Peter 5 and verse 4. The Bible says, You younger men, likewise... Excuse me, verse 4. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown Of glory. These crowns are beautiful, right? It's, we win. It's just, can you imagine God showing us that kind of honor? To crown us? What an amazing thought. How about the crown of life? James chapter 1. How about the crown of life? The crown of life given to the children of God. Verse 12, it says, Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. But once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Thank you, God, for your promise, right? And in order to receive these crowns, one must gain the approval of God. Second Timothy 2 and verse 15, the Bible tells us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, handling a right or rightly handling the. The word of truth, the word of life, the word of God. One must gain the approval of God. And in our lives, do we strive to gain the approval of men or the approval of God? Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10. There's this conflict, if you will. When one strives for the approval of men, he may lose or he may miss out on gaining the approval of God. Verse 10 says, For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? If I was still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And so trying to gain the approval of God, that's what's critical. And that's what's key, the crown of life. 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, the verses 3 and the verse 4. The Bible says, For our exhortation does not come from error or impurity or by way of deceit. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not as pleasing men, but God who examines our hearts. Isn't it amazing that God says, I'm going to entrust this gospel to you? I'm going to give it to you, right? I'm going to give it to you, saints. Here it is. Here's the gospel, and I'm going to entrust you with this. That's responsibility, right? Right? That's a heavy responsibility, but Jesus said his load is light, and so God is doing his work. Our job is to preach it, and God does the rest, right? We don't have to do anything else, but we're supposed to just preach it and teach it and allow God to do his work, allow God to be who God is. The crown of life, also repeated in Revelation chapter 2, and the verse 10, it says, Do not fear What you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to cast some of you into prison. That you may be tested. And you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. How real is that crown? talking to these persecuted saints, saying, you're going to go through some struggles. There are some of you that are going to die. There are some of you that are going to be tested. We're going to be tempted. But you just hold on to Jesus, and in the end, I will give you the crown of life. Chapter 3 and verse 11 of Revelation. There the Bible says, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have in order that no one take your crown. That is so critical. Don't let anyone... Discourage you from worshiping God. Do not let anyone stop you from doing what you know you ought to do. Instead, fight the good fight of faith and let no one take hold of your crown. In other words, it's like, it's like a champion repeating, uh, if you will, he has the crown and you don't want to lose it once you have it, right? You want to keep it. So God says now that you have it, now that you have the crown of righteousness, the incredible crown or the, uh, uh, the crown that, uh, uh, it, it, you know, the crown of glory, the crown of life. Now that you have the crown, the imperishable crown, don't lose it. Don't let anyone take it from you. Don't let the world take it from you. Don't let Satan take it from you. Don't just give it away. If Satan's going to get it, make him come to get it. <laughs> All right? And you stay or hold fast, stay firm in your faith, in your confidence, in your conviction with the Lord. 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. It's something that's supposed to encourage us to keep training. You know, we're in the training field, right? Keep training. Keep fighting. Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't give in. Keep training. Keep fighting. Remain faithful to God. Because you got to remember who you are. Because people of God, we are special Not only to God, but we are special to this world. And when we live by faith, the Bible says the world's not even worthy, as the heroes of faith speaks of in Hebrews chapter 11. But in 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, look at how special we truly are. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possessions, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are not just a race. I mean, there's the human race. There's the Christian race. You are a chosen. We are a chosen race of God's people. We're not just a priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. We are not just a nation. We are a holy nation within a nation. We are not just a people, but we are a people of God's own possession. We are possessed by God, and we proclaim the excellencies of God, and we have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light of Jesus Christ. We are a special people, and don't let anyone ever tell you differently. We have the crowns, the incorruptible crown, which is the imperishable crown, the crown of righteousness, the crown of glory, the crown of life, 1 Peter chapter 1 beginning at verse 3. I don't know how many times I have to read this, but I like to read it all the I like to read it often and over and over and over and over again. Just, just to remind myself and just to remind you of who we are and what we're striving after and what God has done for us and what God has reserved for us and what's waiting for us. Blessed, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to the great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Not a dead hope, a living hope, right? Alive, we are alive, living, thriving people who have this amazing hope that will never perish away. And we're waiting for something. We're waiting to obtain an inheritance, verse 4, which is imperishable and undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. It's like that first crown, the imperishable crown. Heaven is imperishable and incorruptible, and it's reserved. It's reserved for God's people who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found a result in the praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And though you've not seen him, you love him. And though you do not see him now, but believe in him, you greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your soul. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Can you imagine receiving the crown? Can you imagine receiving the gold medal? And then once you receive the gold medal, the next year you go to compete. And they call you the reigning champion. And someone's out there striving to take away your crown. What are you going to do about that? Well, let me just tell you that Satan is trying every day to take our crown. Every day, Satan is striving to take away what God has given to us by his grace and by his mercy. I encourage you not to give up not to give in, not to stop, not to quit, but to fight the good fight of faith. And if we can help in any way, we continually pray for you. We pray for each other. If you are not a child of God and you want to become a child of God and surrender to him in the waters of baptism, we can make that happen. But you've got to come and get this beautiful crown that God has for us. If we can help in any way, please come while we sing our song of invitation.